everything in podcasting, everything in business is just an experiment. That's all it is. So all you have to do is you put things, put something out there and just see, get the data and then make a decision. It's all an experiment, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that just takes so much pressure off having to have the perfect website and the perfect you know, sales page and the perfect this and the perfect that, because it it is, it's all an experiment. Um, and so, you know, especially if you're getting into podcasting, I, I had to, you know, get this out of my mind, which is like, there is no perfect episode. There is no perfect recording. There's no perfect editing. Like none of it is perfect. It's literally what it is. What is it that is going to resonate with your audience? And you can only tell that through experimenting and getting the data. Welcome to the podcast launchpad. I'm your host, Angela Kelly-Smith, the author of the Amazon bestseller, The Podcast Launch Playbook. I've been podcasting since 2012, and I'm sharing everything I've learned to make podcasting and promoting your business with the podcast as simple and as stress-less as possible. So prepare to take notes and get ready for liftoff. Your audience is listening. I am thrilled to introduce you to my guest today, a fellow podcaster and leader in the podcasting industry. Deirdre Shen is the CEO and co-founder of Capshow, the world's first AI-powered podcast copywriter. She's the host of Grow My Podcast Show and The Podcasting Entrepreneur. She's also the author of Honey Trap Marketing, the five-step formula to magnetizing your ideal buyers in less than two hours a week. Welcome, Deirdre. I'm so happy you're here today. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. I cannot wait to have this chat with you. I'm so pumped. Awesome. So I want to start out with a little inspiration for my listeners. So you sent out an email to your email list a couple of weeks ago, right after you went, oh, you were at Funnel Hacking, hacking. <laughs> let me get that right, Funnel Hacking Live conference. And you wrote about how at the conference a year ago, y'all wrote letters to your future selves Mm -hmm. and you opened those letters this year and you said yours was really powerful to read. Can you share what that was, please? Um, Yeah, I can definitely share. And I think I almost need to tell you the context because it was that more than anything that I I think really blew my mind when I reread what I had written to myself, I guess, last year. Uh, So the context, you know, picture literally 12 months ago, I'm sitting in this room, I'm surrounded by a couple thousand other people, entrepreneurs who... um, and especially, I guess a lot of them, some of them would have been in, in the same boat as me, but a lot of them that where we were watching, you know, from a speaker perspective and stuff, just had this energy of being so sure about where they were and what they were doing and who they were serving. And at the time, I wasn't, I wasn't any of those things. Um, I was struggling, honestly, around, because I had just, we just made the decision to actually uh, stop or close our coaching business. It wasn't the business that we wanted to really be pursuing anymore. And we were in a little bit of this flux because um, we just didn't know exactly what our next step was going to be. I mean, we had a bit of an idea of what we wanted to be working on, which was actually the first iteration of Capture. So not what we know now, but what it was back then. Uh, but, you know, we didn't know who exactly it was going to be for. We didn't know exactly what it was going to do. It was just, yeah, it I just, I felt lost at that time. So I think when I, when I opened the letter and I reread and just almost feeling that, that sense of like, what, what are we doing? Like, and 
as a very type A, you know, D, high D on the disc profile, all that sort of stuff, I am not used to not knowing. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> what that, that thing is for me. Um, and so when I compare it to now, um, having been, gosh, oh, oh like two, two and a half months maybe th- almost three months live with this new duration of cap show, um, completely different space. I know exactly who it is that we're serving. I know who it is we're talking to. Um, I love this community that we're building. I love the product that we're building. All of those things. It's just night and day. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just, yeah. And I was like going, wow, in the space of a year, in the space of 12 months, I was able to do that. It's just, it just tells you the power of people, of humans, of how our brains work and how capable we are of doing whatever it is that we put our mind to. So I think that more than anything was really what made it really powerful for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To, and, and that's amazing to have written that letter and have that context and be able to open it, read it and remember back to that day, yeah. exactly a year prior. We need to do more of that. Don't yes. we? Have those letters to ourselves and remember the context because so often we don't look back to recognize the growth that we've made personally or in our businesses. Yes, a hundred percent. I, so I was at Final Hacking Live again this year. We did the same thing at the end of the event. And I actually, I was, I couldn't, I was sort of tearing up because I was like, you know, when you, when you think about that, you go like how grateful you are for, and we have to be, we have to be grateful for any for the journey that we've been on. So even at that time when I just felt lost and I felt like it was really like, where is the hope going to come from? Like, what is, you know, what's going to happen? I feel so deeply grateful for that time because those are the moments that really makes us stronger. It makes us believe in ourselves even more because I, I know now, like I can get through so many things because I've, I've done it. I've done it before. Um, and I think more than anything, that's why it's so important. So I 100% agree with you. We need to be doing this more and more often because, um, yeah, if nothing else, this is going to give you the confidence to know that you can do whatever it is that you set your mind to. Yeah, very true. So I want to go back to when you started your first podcast and you were coaching then, weren't you? Yes. And so you've talked about, you've written about in your book and I've heard on, I think your podcast or maybe in your newsletter, I just (laughs) heard about it in various places. Exactly. (laughs) How, uh, you struggled with your pot, your first podcast early on and you struggled in your coaching business and boy, have I been there too. So can you tell us about why you started that first podcast? Uh, first of all, and then I have follow-up question of course. <laughs> yeah uh, so honestly <laughs> it's in really nothing deeper than I was told to um, I, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I had a mentor um, and actually it was Russell Brunson so um, he's the the co-founder of ClickFunnels and basically he said um, he's he's a big fan of the podcasting medium I mean he has a he's had a podcast for a long long time and he was like if you're an expert you need to start sharing what it is that you do do it with a podcast and I was like mm-hmm. Okay, well, <laughs> my coach is going to tell me to do something, then I'll do it. So yeah. that's li- literally why I started it. <laughs> and so, what were some of the struggles that you encountered? Yeah, so I think 
uh, there were a few, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it started from the very basic of how in the world do, does one start a podcast <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, with all the different like tech things out there and, you know, do I need a microphone? Do I like all the things? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it started there and I'm like, okay, it's really easy. And this is, you know, the really powerful thing about entrepreneurs that is what I've realized is that we have this knack, this uncanny ability to just like come up against something that normal, I put that in quotation marks, like people who aren't entrepreneurially minded would just look and be like, eh, you know what, this is too hard. I'm just, I'm just going to stop. Right? right. We have this knack of being like, oh gosh, okay. This is something that I have to solve. <laughs> I have to figure this out. And we just, we do it. We yeah. break through it. And so that's what, you know, so much of starting a podcast and starting a business, honestly, us, that they're, they're almost the same, right? So mm-hmm. it was like, how do I even start one was some of the roadblocks. And then it was, okay, cool. Well, I'm, I'm figuring it out. I'm, I'm doing the thing. And very quickly it was like, oh gosh, this thing is not growing. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> am I wasting my time doing this? How do I get this thing to even have the impact that it's meant to? Yeah. Um, and so that was really the, that was really what I set out to try to solve for. Mm-hmm. And cause you were doing it as a way to promote your business and get clients. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I didn't know how and, and what it was meant to do. Again, I was just told to, and Russell has a very different, you know, he's got a big audience. Uh, so he doesn't need to be as strategic, I think in terms mm-hmm. of, and so I think we have to kind of take what we get told and then layer our own, you know, yes. experiences and learning stuff onto it. So I look at that and I'm like, okay, well, I'm told by this, you know, my, my mentor who's like mega, it has a huge audience uh, to do this thing. And I was like, cool, I've done it. But now I'm like, I have the hundreds of thousands of you know listeners that he does. So how do I build it? How do I build it? Because I know that it could be, um, it could be a really great lead gen engine. What I didn't realize was how great it was at converting. Uh, and that was actually something that I found out sort of after, after the fact. Um, but yes, initially it was very much, how do I get people to listen to it? Um, to know, like, and trust me, which is something I learned um, through reading uh, Anyway, so through um, through another book, it's with about the uh, seven hour rule. How do mm. I, sort of, you know, build that the get in list in my audience's ears for at least seven hours so they come to know, like, and trust me? Um, and then ultimately, how do I get them to buy? Mm-hmm. I love that seven hour rule when you mention that in your book, uh, Honey Trap Marketing, mm. and that really is important. I mean, we hear that in marketing all the time about not the seven hours, but that it takes repetition. And, you know, you read different numbers about how many times something has to be repeated, but I think like on average, you hear like 12 times and could be a little bit less, a little bit more, but it takes repetition. And so to get somebody to listen to your podcast if they're following your podcast, then they're listening, you know, hopefully regularly, mm-hmm. they're getting that repetition. Yes. And so when I read in your book, that seven hour rule, that really turned on a light bulb, <laughs> you know, that's like, okay, so first we really need followers, which you already know, mm-hmm. but this really keys into that why. Yes. And that's a concrete number. Yes. Uh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. And look, I, I've tested, I've, I don't know if I've ever gone like, Hey, Kelly, how, how long have you spent with me? <laughs> Has it been seven hours? <laughs> I don't think I've quite done that, but I've, you know, done my own mini tests and, and almost, uh, uh 
almost kind of like looking back and going, okay, well, the, you know, I used to do a lot of challenges. I think I mentioned this in my book as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, they'd be like five day challenges that ended up really actually being something like seven to nine days. Um, And, uh, you know, by the end of that, they, uh, people who went through the whole thing, a hundred percent would have spent at least seven hours with me. Mm -hmm. And that's why launch, like those challenge launches are so effective because Mm -hmm. of that, because they've spent seven hours and they're willing you know, a portion of them say yes to a high ticket offer at the back of that. And you go, how crazy is that? That in the span of a week, someone is ha- who might not have never known about you before isn't happy to hand over money to you. It's because of this seven hour rule. It's really powerful. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and not just the seven hour rule, but then the content that you're sharing and the way you're sharing it. Yes. So is this partially then how you came up with honey trap marketing? Yeah. So, um, honey trap marketing is made up of a whole different, um, it's, it's a formula essentially. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the, the starting point and almost like, cause we all have to start somewhere and starting somewhere is really building that audience. I think you mentioned this before. We all know that we need followers. We all know that we need people because there's no point in having this really great, I don't know, like automated email campaign. There's no one that you can email to. Right. right. So the starting point is always, how do you actually um, create that audience, create that following? And so when I started thinking about this, and this goes back to, again, when I was struggling with my podcast, and I was like, how in the world am I going to get people to listen to this thing? And it's, you know, because podcasting is great, but it's also, we all know it's a very saturated space and it's hard to find a podcast, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no real like Google equivalent. I mean, there's like, you know, there's a podcast players, but they're not as effective. They're not, you know, right. the, the algorithms just don't work as well as like a Google does. So, yeah. um, so I had to think about, okay, well, how can I actually start to build a following? And I, I'm a native Instagram user. I've sort of been on Instagram for gosh, almost a decade now. Mm -hmm. And um, so I really started from there to be like, okay, that's a platform that I know. So I'm just going to see what I need to do on that platform Mm -hmm. to get people to want to listen to my podcast. And that's really honestly where the, the, um, where content honey traps came from, which is core to the honey trap marketing. So content honey traps is all about uh, how in short, really how you create so much curiosity in someone that they feel compelled to do the thing that you want them to do. Mm. Um, And so I tested it on Instagram as my first platform of choice. And then when I started seeing more like it was, it was working, I was like, okay, well, surely this would work on other platforms on other mediums. So again, started on email, like test on email and tested on, you know, other, and it worked and it's, it's Mm -hmm. really, and honestly, I can't take the the credit for it. Curiosity is is a time, it's an all day, a time old, I don't know how to say it is, but it's like ageless, right? It's always been there. That's just how as humans, we, um, we do feel compelled to do something and, or something that again, um, I learned from Russell Brunson. Uh, And so that was, the thing that I started testing to be like, okay, if I put my mind to wanting to grow this particular thing, this is what I'm going to um, try to do. And that's what I did. And that's how content honey traps came about, which is kind of my mental model to think about how it is that we can create curiosity in someone to mm. lead them uh, for, for now to listen to the podcast. Mm. And that, and I'm going to ask you in just a second to give a little overview of what the formula is, Hmm. but 
that curiosity really is key for getting people to do anything, you know, marketing wise to check out our service product or in this case, you know, podcast, because too often people will share their latest episode simply by posting on Instagram, check out my latest episode. (laughs) And honestly, we just don't care. No, no, no one else cares about us. I think this is the thing that we forget. And I, and honestly, I, I know this because I, I've done everything. I've done it all. And I used to do that as well, where I forgot what the platform was there for, mm. you know, cause I fell into the trap of like, well, it's there. Uh, surely it's there for me to promote what mm. it is I want to promote. <laughs> right. And so I did. And then I wondered why there was that nothing got traction, why I got no engagement, yeah. you know, nothing happened. And I had to be reminded, honestly, that the platforms are not there for us to promote on. Right. Um, they're there because it's a, it's, you know, in short, it's a social media platform. So we have to find a way to be social on there. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's kind of what it came down to. Um, but I was like, okay, so I know I need to be social. And I know I need to, you know, and that um, this is kind of almost the second part of, you know, how you use social media, but uh, there's, yeah, it's like, how do I engage my audience in the right, in the way that they want to be engaged with, but also how do I start a conversation with them? And how do I actually um, create content that is is specific, is purpose fit for that particular platform. I think that's the other thing that we forget too. We get so in this like repurpose mm-hmm. machine and mindset that it's like, again, we forget that platforms will penalize you if they know that you're just like, well, you're just taking, taking a TikTok video from there and you're just putting it on Instagram and, you know, right. and so that, yeah, it's, it's a lot more work if you're trying to do it all in the right way across all platforms. Mm-hmm but it's a lot more effective. Yes. We also don't have to be on all the platforms, at least Uh not right away. And especially not if we're doing it ourselves when we can outsource. Okay. Then find someone who that's their only job and who is really an expert at doing it, but we can start out on one or two platforms. Yes. A hundred percent. Right. I am a big, big believer in that because it is, it's only now actually. Um, so as I mentioned, I've, I, I know Instagram relatively well, um, but we've actually just recently made the choice, you know, in the last couple of months to now be more intentional on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and then only literally in the last couple of weeks to be a lot more intentional and different on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So even though like, cause before I was doing the thing of like, okay, well, I'll just repurpose my podcast and put onto YouTube and, you know, do that thing. And again, not, not great, mm-hmm. but you know, it did, it does that emotional thing of making you feel good that mm-hmm. you're on the platform. So right. look, if you need, if you, if that's all you need, just be aware for me, I just had to be aware of that. I was like, I just need to feel good right. that I'm on YouTube, right. but being well aware that it's probably not going to actually get me any results. Like I can't expect results from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, now that we're being a lot more intentional about how it is that we're using that platform, then I'm like, okay, I, I need to have expectations because then I need to know how to optimize it to actually right. make the platform work for me. Right. That's great. Yeah. So can you go over the honey trap method? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I actually have my book here. Great. Awesome. <laughs> and it's fabulous. I will oh, put a link to you. it in the show notes and on this yeah. episode's page on the website. Oh, thank you so much. Um, okay. So there's kind of two, um, uh, just to, cause I'm such an overthinker, but there's kind of like, there's this, the honey, there's a formula to it. 
there's two formulas actually. <laughs> One is like a Venn diagram. And they're very like, yeah, mathematical. I love yeah. it. It's great. I'm like, yeah, it's, this is just how my nerdy brain works. Um, but essentially like the core of honey trap marketing is kind of um, realizing that there's a, there's, there's, there's a few, gosh, how do I, okay. So as entrepreneurs, we need to almost be able to split our brains in a way. Uh, and that's kind of what this, the, 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 the book was really trying to get at, which is, you know, I'm very data-driven, but at the same time, I think we also need to be very story-driven. And, and that's just the power of podcasters, I think. So, uh, you know, when you think about what is honey trap marketing, essentially it's an experimental heart-centered approach to rapidly converting your followers into buyers. That's actually, you know, in a statement. And it's, I was really intentional with the words. And when I, why I said it's a Venn diagram is because, you know, you've got the um, experimental bit, which is where the data comes in uh, and you need to be able to, and this is actually really quite daunting. It was daunting for me as well. When I first started, you need to know how to, what data to collect and then how to read the data. Um, and that's not an easy thing to do. No, Say no. like it's easy, but it's like it took me years, honestly, to figure that out and, and to work out what it is. And I'm still on the on the journey, um, honestly. So that's the first part. It's like the data because that's going to give you that. And another one of my mentors used to always tell me, um, look at, you know, it's focus on the data, not the drama, right? And mm. that's what happens when you can really go, okay, everything is an experiment. Everything in podcasting, everything in business is just an experiment. That's all it is. So all you have to do is you put things, put something out there and just see, get the data and then make a decision. It's all an experiment, right? And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that just takes so much pressure off having to have the perfect website and the perfect you know, sales page and the perfect this and the perfect that, because it, it is, it's all an experiment. Um, and so, you know, especially if you're getting into podcasting, I, I had to, you know, get this out of my mind, which is like, there is no perfect episode. There is no perfect recording. There's no perfect editing. Like none of it is perfect. It's literally what it is. What is it that is going to resonate with your audience? And you can only tell that through experimenting and getting the data. So that's kind of one part of it. Um, then there's the heart-centered approach part, which is really about the stories. It's really about how you, how can you bring yourself and your brand to life in a way that connects with your audience? Because again, and this goes back to a lot of the things I've been talking about, which is that we need to be really intentional. Like we can't ever forget about one part of it. Like if we're so focused on the data, sometimes we can forget about, well, we actually need to be human at the end of the day, because that's what connects us with each other. You know, we talk about the seven hour rule before, for example, and it was like, well, there's no point in someone, well, someone's probably not going to spend seven hours with you, honestly, if they're not going to be able to connect with you personally. Right. Um, and so again, I, you know, for context, I had to do a lot of work on this. I'm Asian by, you know, you know birth and uh not so much upbringing I was I, I was brought up in in Sydney in Australia so a western culture but still very much you know I have to say face that's you know a very Asian thing I have to you know we, we, we're not allowed to talk about failures when we're, we're not allowed to and so it took me a long long time to actually break through that and be okay with sharing about the fact that actually I don't have it all figured out I I'm, I'm on a journey like everyone else and that's okay. And actually people want to hear about that because that's what makes us human. Um, and so it's just sharing stories like that and being honestly quite vulnerable is what actually opens other people up to wanting to accept and 
connect with you. So that was a really, really big learning that I had to, <laughs> I had to break down and rebuild um, for myself. And then, you know, when we go into like rapidly um, converting followers into buyers, it is because at the end of the day, again, if you have a business, if you have podcasts, like that's what we need, right? Mm-hmm. We need A, to build a follower uh, a following. And then B, we need to actually be able to make some money out of it. Yes. Um, and so that's kind of what that, um, that part of it goes into. Uh, so yeah, so that's kind of in short what honey trap marketing is. Um, yeah. Did that's you have awesome. any particular questions on that? No, that's good. Cause I want to ask you, uh, I want to go into cap show and talk about titles and show notes. So yeah, I'm going to recommend that people buy the book, honey trap marketing. Again, I'll put the the link there. So yeah, thank you for that overview. We could spend the entire episode, more than one episode talking about it. But, and, and the book is more about using it in marketing in general, which is great since my audience is entrepreneurs using podcasting as a tool to market their business, but you're marketing your business in other ways as well, marketing your services and all of that. So this book is going to be perfect for y'all. Ah, oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so it was it was definitely um, bringing together all of my experience with all my different businesses from marketing perspective, and then what we're actually also going to do shortly is have a podcast, a specific podcast as implementers guide that goes along with it as well. So, oh, wonderful, that's really cool, yeah, <laughs> that'll be great. Yes. Yeah, it it's just great. So yeah, y'all definitely buy it, and uh, it is so helpful. It oh, just so much great information in there. Yeah, really. It just puts it all into a new perspective. I love the the heart-centered part of it because you've got the real marketing in there and the rapidly converting people into paying clients. But mm-hmm. normally when you hear a phrase like that, it doesn't come along with heart-centered. Mm-hmm. You yes. know? Yes. It, it's, I think, yeah, you mentioned in the book some uh, like the bro mentality. Yes. And so I love that this, this is not like all bro mentality yeah. and we women need more. That's not bro mentality, but that still works and gets us clients. Yes. Because we're in business too, to get clients. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. We can't shy away from that. That's, no. I think that's the number one thing. Um, I, oh gosh, I struggle with it all the time as well. Yeah. Um, but you know, especially in coaching, it's like, Yes. What should you be charging? Like charge your worth. Yes. <laughs> your but then like, what are we worth? And like, exactly. I'm worth so much more than I could ever charge. Yes. You know? So when you yeah. think about it that way, then it gets weird. And of course we're about being heart centered, but not at the expense of getting paying clients. Right. You know, sometimes it's easy to be so heart centered that you're like, Oh, well, I'll have a sliding scale for everyone. Yes. Yeah. No. I want to help everyone. Oh, right. Doesn't, yeah. That yeah. doesn't, does not no. work. Please don't do that to yourself. <laughs> yeah. You no. just can't. So, oh yeah, there's, we could just keep talking about this alone. Yeah. So I'm, oh, I'm glad to hear you're going to do a podcast for it. So that's yes. great. Okay. So, um, Oh gosh. All right. Let me just ask about cap show first, what it is, what it does, and then we'll get into details about titles in general and show notes in general. So tell us about cap show, please. I love it. Oh my gosh. I'm such a fan. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um, Okay. So cap show is uh, an AI powered podcast copywriter. That's a lot of words. So what does that mean? It's uh, (laughs) essentially for podcasters, uh, they upload their audio file and in 
under 10 minutes, it generates, so Capture, the AI engine, the artificial intelligence engine, um, generates episode title, description, show notes, social media captions, promotional email, blog post, YouTube description, LinkedIn article, um, and a full transcript. It's magic. <laughs> I mean, it's not, but from the user experience and yeah. it looks like magic. And you get to watch this little sloth swimming <laughs> while it's all happening. So it's mesmerizing. <laughs> it's like, okay, I can be doing something else during these seven to 10 minutes. And I just want to watch the sloth <laughs> swim. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. That, I'm so happy you said that because we were like, oh, is this going to be too much? Are people going to no. like... Yeah, but it's precious. Our personality into it. Yes. <laughs> and you call um what it's like a movement, sloth bosses. That's what yes. you yeah. yeah, sloth boss. Yeah. So this um I, I think you read that in the book as well, didn't you? Um, but it's essentially, yeah, where it sort of stemmed from was like every single time I am always it's on my mind because a lot of us, I think when we start a business, we obviously are trying to solve something for ourselves. And for me, I was like, oh, I just cannot keep spending all of this time doing all of these little business pieces. Because you can probably even sense when I'm talking about, oh yeah, it's experimentation and we're doing, it's like, you could experiment on literally every single part of your business. Like, how do you do that? How do you have the time to do all of that? It's just impossible. So I just got into this, this mode of like, how can I be really intelligent with, with this? Um, intelligent with my time, intelligent with the data as well, but in a lazy way, you know, it's taking up all of the time. And yeah. so that's where the whole like sloth boss movement came, which is, yeah, if I, I, I know I want to be, be intelligently lazy. Yeah. Um, and so how can I help others do that yeah. as well? Um, that's yeah. I that's love it. That. <laughs> yeah. I represent that wanting to be yeah. a sloth boss too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So with Capshow helping us develop the titles, the show notes, the social media posts, all of that, mm-hmm. let's talk about titles first. Yes. Why are titles so important, you know, to have it or, okay, let's say first, let me ask first, what is a quote, good title? Mm, What does that entail? Yeah. So there's kind of like uh, with everything, again, there's the technical good and there's the, uh, the, the art good. Because I teach on this podcast and my clients and students don't go with cutesy Mm. if it's not Okay, if it doesn't meet these other qualifications. So I want to hear from you what you consider good. Yeah. So I start from let me let me first start about the art, the I, I call it the artistic bit. I don't I don't okay. think that's actually <laughs> correct. Because well, there is an art to yeah. titles and yes. it can be cute and clever. Well, but I, not at the expense of getting across what the show is about yes. and yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so I would say clear over cute and, yes. and clear. Um, clear, but also uh, again, I call it content honey trap. So lace mm-hmm. like curiosity invoking, right? Yes. Like that's really what it comes down to. So be clear about what it is. So what is the topic? Mm-hmm. Um, but in a way that evokes curiosity, and if you can, that evokes some sort of emotion. Maybe that shows your emotion, like how you felt about it, um, or your guest, or um, how you expect that your audience is going to feel about it. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a lot to put into to cram into, you know, like nine words, or you know, right. <laughs> something less than that. Um, but essentially, if if nothing else, go with clear 
I think mm-hmm. to your point, because people just want to know what it is that they're going in for. If you getting into, if you know, if you're a little bit more advanced and you're like, okay, cool, I've nailed the clear part, then start to seed some curiosity into mm-hmm. it. Um, and if you nail that, then it's like, okay, how do I start to seed some emotion into it? That's kind of how I would fully look at titles. That's great. Yeah. And keywords, ideally. Yeah, yeah definitely. So the thing with is, again, um, so podcasting platforms are a form of a search engine. I, I know I kind of said it's not as good as, as a Google, but it is, it does still operate based mm-hmm. on things that people are searching. So you do want to, and this is why clear is so important, uh, because if you can be clear about it, then people can actually search, it can actually find the thing. Yes. Um, and so, yes, we always, always want to be able to put, and the keyword will come down to the topic. That's the thing. If you're clear about the topic that you're talking about, like That's you've kind word. of, exactly. You've got the keyword down. Then you can sort of start to be a little bit more, you know, um, artistic around the the curiosity and the, the emotion and things like that. Yeah. So for some of my basic episodes for this podcast, I will phrase some of the titles as questions because mm-hmm. that's what people are Googling. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And so then that hits the curiosity. It's clear because it it's like one of them was, how do I decide what my podcast should be about? Mm. And that one is about coming up with your podcast concept, but that's not what people are Googling concept. Yeah. Yeah. They're Googling what my show should be about or what yeah. my podcast should be about. So yeah, I love it's that. It's still because- tough because, you know, those are like boring episodes. <laughs> they're not, they're not, the episodes aren't boring. <laughs> the <laughs> retract that. Boring. <laughs> the, the topics may seem boring, right? But that's but, what people are searching. Exactly. They're yeah. searching about ideal listener and niche and equipment. Yes. So those titles run the risk of being really boring. So I phrase them as questions. Yes. Because I that's what that. people are Googling. Yeah. yeah. So, and this is, this actually dovetails. So we've actually, um, we're working on, um, I don't know if you use our blog post, uh, the, the blog post functionality from Capture, but we're actually, the. so right now it, it generates and the blog post is awesome, but I, the, the more that I thought about it, the more that I was like, oh, I really want this to be powerful, like even more powerful from a search perspective. Mm-hmm. And so what you said was, was spot on because when I thought about, when I, when I think about, okay, how is it that people actually use a, a search engine like Google? It's a hundred percent. They ask questions. That's, yeah. That's what they use it for. And so that's the approach that we're taking to the blog post, which is like, it will actually, we haven't deployed it yet, but this, this is coming. Um, it will actually identify what, you know, the top five questions are that you answered in, in your episode, and it will give it a ranking from a search perspective. And you can actually choose which one you want to. So you might in the end, choose the lowest one, lowest ranking one, because you're like, like it doesn't rank well, but Hey, like I, that's just so spot. Like that's the bit that I really want to highlight, um, from this episode. And then it will generate a blog post off the back of that, because it's all based on what is it that people, what are the the types of questions that people might actually be searching? Wow. That's stunning. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. It's going to be so cool. Yeah. All right. So already the show notes uh, and description. I mean, 
Mm. Those two functionalities are really, really great and so helpful. Mm. So why are those, and let's talk about show notes right now, um, because those go on Apple podcasts uh, and all the rest. Why are those so important in getting listeners? Oh gosh. Okay. So, so there's the, the finding listeners and then there's the actually getting them to listen. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah. they're two different things, right? right? So, and I find that show notes are so effective for both of them, which is the power of show notes, actually. So, uh, finding listeners again, if you, if it's when we optimize it for search, and the great thing about Capture is it does actually pull out the keywords because it knows what it is that you're talking about in the episode. Um, so it's it it already starts from there around what are the keywords that you know you that come up from your episode. And then you overlay that, which is what we do in Capture with the content honey trap, which is like, okay, how do I create curiosity about this episode? A, to, for people to want to read the rest of my show notes, um, but also then B, to actually click to, to listen. Uh, so that's the power show notes is that it's great from a search, from a discoverability perspective, but it's also great. And you need to have this to have people actually want to then hit play, actually listen to your episode. So yeah. super, super important to have show notes. That really is key that the clicking play and then ideally after play, we want them to click follow. Yes. Yes. Oh, and that's today we need to say follow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's, I totally thank you for bringing that up because that's like the third thing that show notes are so (laughs) good is like, so I talk about the show notes funnel all the time uh, in, I I did a podcast episode on this, uh, which is essentially that you want to, again, Content, I say content hunting trap so many times because this is so core to everything that we do and think about and how we think about things. But even when you're recording an episode, how do you lay content honey traps in there to drive people to the, the place that you want them to go? So for me, I am like, I want people after they listen to the episode or even during to go back to the show notes because on the show notes is where I'm going to have the links. It's going to be, um, you know, where all the call to actions that I want them to take, right? So I want to drive them back there. But how do I do that? I need to give them more. I need to give them more value. Uh, and so during the episode, I'll have a think about what is it that I can, that we can give them things like photos, like examples, more information that I will then put into my show notes mm-hmm. so that I can say in the episode, Hey, by the way, if you want to see how I did this or the before and after or whatever, head to the show notes uh, and you'll see it there. And so you're pushing people there because then the links fall off the back of that. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. I haven't done that before, like links to photos or whatnot. Um, I mention other episodes. So of course I have links to that. Mm. Um, When I do interviews, I have links to, you know, your stuff that'll take people away, but I always have the link to the episode on my website. I've done episode specific lead magnets. Yeah. And by That's the way, can I, um, I, I, I should probably do this because I know that there's a little bit, I, I should set the context about when I say show notes, what I mean when I say show notes, if that's okay. Um, so I, we use the show notes. Okay. When I say show notes, I mean more of a blog post style show notes, which isn't is, is different to a blog post. Cause we also do a blog post, which is way more like in depth and actually 
you know, lays out the the secrets and the steps and things like that. Yeah. Um, but we actually, because we have a podcast website, so website specific for the podcast. And yes. when, so when I say show notes, that's actually what I mean. For the podcast player, we actually have a lot more, a much more condensed version okay. of that on there. Um, so we don't put the full thing. So when I talk about examples and things like that, I'm actually linking them to the pot, to my show notes on my podcast website because okay. that's where I can put the image like that's it's a lot more rich media okay on there so yeah. in your then description yes that's on the podcast player that's yeah. minimal and then yeah. you're just putting the one link and that goes to the exactly. page on your website yes okay that's right gotcha yeah that's clever <laughs> yeah because I don't want people to be overwhelmed on the podcast player that's like true. I just want them to hit play that's it. That's so true. how can I content honey trap them to hit play? And then on the episode, I content honey trap them to go to the show notes. Uh, and then on the show notes, I content honey trap them to, you know, do the thing, hopefully sign up for a free trial for capture. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that. No worries. I'll have to change it, change the way I'm doing it. <laughs> and I'd love to know if that, if that starts, if that works, like if you can see, um, yeah. And, and uplift in yeah. CTAs and things. I've been sharing all the links in mm. my player. Yeah. So on Apple, everything just shows up. Yeah. But Which maybe isn't that's a, too much. Yeah. There's, there's really no right or wrong. It's just what works yeah. for you. Um, yeah. And that's what I found works the best for me. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I, and I've seen other shows do that too. Most don't. Yeah. I've just seen a few do it that way. And I'm like, huh. But yeah. you're right. It sends you to the website, which is where you want people to go. Yes. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, what else? Okay. So tell us about uh, your two podcasts, please. Grow My Sh Podcast Show and The Podcasting Entrepreneur. Yeah. So the, uh, uh, so the Podcasting Entrepreneur is awesome because I get to speak to other podcasters. Um, we're actually we've actually, gosh, recorded all the way to the end of the year. And then we're going to take a bit of a break. So I, I'm not sure whether or not we're going to come back with the podcasting entrepreneur, but it's just such a great show to um, just talk about other people's experiences, podcasting and their, why they've done it uh, and the results that they've gotten from it. Uh, and, but the, the main pod, I guess my main podcast is Grow My Podcast Show, uh, which we, it's, it's, it's how do I grow my podcast? <laughs> so a lot of the things that, again, we experiment with um, and that we're trying is what we share on the podcast. Uh, and not just obviously what, what it is that we do, but obviously what other other podcasters are doing as well. And um, they share, you know, the whole thing, it's, it's very much about the value and teaching. And so I'm very, even my guests, I'm like, okay, we need to really, give a lot of good stuff um, yeah. that's kind of my brief and so yeah so that's it's all about what are all the things that you could be doing to grow your podcast now I say all the things because it's a lot and I also I say that knowing that I'm like oh, I kind of feel bad sometimes I'm like this is a it, it can get really overwhelming and so I if people are going to listen to my podcast like please just focus on, you know, if you learn one thing, awesome, implement it and just focus on optimizing that. Cause I share a lot on there, but that's, you know, by the way, from years of experience of podcasting um, and, you know, when I get guests on, that's like cumulatively even more years of experience podcasting. So again, everything is take, 
do not try to implement everything all at once. Um, and it's all an experiment. So that's yeah. um, the approach that I want people to be taking even when they're listening to my podcast. Yeah. I love that refrain. It's all an experiment. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> but give things time, you know, pick that one thing and give it time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Absolutely. And I'm very open on the podcast. I um I, I don't know if you um listened to this one, Kelly, but I did an episode where I was like, repurposing content is a waste of time on social media. <laughs> and I still, I still actually believe that. But I also know that I need to be um, you know, I'm fortunate because I've got a, a team, I have VAs that, you know, there's I've been able to outsource and delegate a lot of it. And I know that a lot of podcasters are just not in that position. So when I stepped back and I thought, oh, okay, how is it? you know, that people can, can just, if they did just want to repurpose on social media, how can they make that more effective? And because I started asking myself this, this question or, you know, wanting to solve this problem, I was like, okay, well, we're going to experiment with it. So we're going to do audiograms and we're going to see how is it that we can potentially make audiograms work. Um, And so I actually did another episode to be like, okay, well, this is what we're testing. This is what we're trying. Uh, And so that's the thing. That's what I love about this medium is that you know, none of it is set in stone. And to your point about experimentation, um, even now, as I mentioned to you, we're really getting to YouTube. I already had done a an podcast episode on YouTube and the approach that we we're taking with it, but I'm actually going to do another one to be like, okay, well, this is now going to be the approach that we're going to take. And so everything is just like ever evolved. There's never this is the thing because <laughs> you know? right. that never exists. Things change all the time. And so that's very much the approach that I've taken with this podcast. Yeah. And technological change is exponential. So yes, it's great to give people that blow by blow by blow of here's what's going on instead of I'm starting here. Oh, here's what I did. Because as soon as you tell them, here's what worked, things are changing again. So Uh, may as well Uh, give them the blow by blow. (laughs) All right. A few last questions here. What's the biggest practical benefit you've gotten out of podcasting? Oh, gosh, so many. Um, okay. Oh, <laughs> practical. Biggest, biggest. Um, okay. I, I would have to say, you know what? I never, a lot of people get surprised when they, they hear about this, but I, I'm actually a massive introvert. Um, so after this call, I'm going to have to like probably take a nap or something. <laughs> I'm an introvert too. Awesome. I know. Yeah. yeah. And I, it, this podcasting has probably been the best way to force me, honestly, to force me to actually put myself out there and meet new people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a whole different uh, other ways I could rephrase it. It's like, you know, it's, you have your own stage and you can, you know, uh, network and you can be promoting yourself. And that's all great. Like those, are, but I think for me, honestly, like I am always looking for how is it that I can, how have I grown? And that's what podcasting, that's, that's why I say that's probably the biggest benefit because podcasting has so helped me grow in this area that I needed to grow. Like I needed to just get over myself and I needed to just be okay with, um, you know, hopping on a call with maybe I, I, I know you, but like with strangers and be, yeah. and, and build rapport really quickly, which I'm not really very good at. Uh, and, you know, yeah. and, and get in like, I, I just, it, and so, sorry, I know I'm rambling, but I just, no, this it, is the biggest thing that podcasting has helped me with. 
Yeah. That's awesome. And what have you found to be one of the most personally rewarding parts of podcasting? Oh gosh. Okay. Maybe I should have this that. No, it's fine. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Personally rewarding. Um, oh, wow. Okay. I, you know what? It is in finding my voice. It's in finding my message, which I say that like, oh, this is my message. It's always ever evolving. Um, but I think that's the beauty of what I found to be, yeah, super personally rewarding about podcasting. Um, I think a lot of times, because again, I've done this, we can get into like lab mode when we're like starting a business or something where we're like, oh, okay, this is the brand and this is the tagline and this is, and I, I've made, I've done that before. And it's a lot of times that doesn't really land. Now, the great thing about podcasting is that because you have to talk things out and you talk things out so frequently um, that, that, and you get feet and, you know, if you ask for feedback, then you get feedback as well to see like what's landing, what's not. Uh, and that has actually, that process has actually helped me hone in my message honing my voice and really for me personally and for capture start to think about what is what is the movement that we want to build mm-hmm. off the back of this um and so i yeah i think for me that has been so 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 powerful because now we can be like oh there's actually something bigger than a product that we sell there's something bigger than me and my voice there's actually this movement that we want to build with amazing people and this community how can we help them do this yeah that's great yeah that's been personally rewarding for me yeah that makes sense that's awesome thank you all right so where do you want people to go to learn more about you yes Yes. if you are a podcaster uh and you uh want to amplify your voice um, get more reach, reach your followers, uh, and honestly, just put more longevity to all of this content that you're creating, then come and try Capture. It's free, no credit card required. Uh, so you try an episode for free. It's at capture.com, C-A-P-S-H-O.com. Come and try for free, please. Uh, we'd love to get your feedback if nothing else. And, uh, I've mentioned my podcast, Grow My Podcast Show. If you just want to hang out with me for a little bit, then that's where you can do it too. And I'll put that link in the show notes, all all the links. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. They'll all be there. So it's easy. Y'all just check them out. And uh, thank you so much for being here today. This was so much fun. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. This was such a great chat. You're an awesome interviewer, Kelly. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Deirdre. I really appreciate hearing that from you. All right. Thank you again. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast launchpad. Be sure to follow so you don't miss a single episode. And if you have any comments or questions, feel free to email or send me a DM on Instagram. Follow the links in the show notes. I really appreciate you for being here. See you next time on the podcast launchpad.